It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to Panther Puri, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. All right. Good afternoon, everyone, or good morning if you're listening to this in the morning. We got another episode of Panther Puri for you. Uh, joining us tonight, it's Jacob Langsam, TJ Peterson, your normal host and special guest friend of the show from the Dan Levitard show, one of the producers who does everything now because he's now the executive producer of Montgomery and Company, Roy Bellamy. How you doing tonight, Roy? Tired. Tired. All right. I so feel that. Says the single guy who gets to play video games while he works. You don't mm. know what tired is, Jacob. I played zero video games during work today, as I always <laughs> do, employer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Alex is talking about. This yeah, is why are you trying to blow that man's spot I played up. about half an hour of FIFA during lunch. I was actually working for the rest of the day. <laughs> I even had to work late today. It was weird, man. Yeah, actually, I can confirm that Jacob works on the weekends for fun. So you're welcome, employer. That's better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as, as another professional start from this podcast, as you guys know, the Panthers are Eastern Conference regular season champs. Do you want me to restart, Jake? No. <laughs> no one no at one this workplace is listening to this. Um, the Panthers have clinched the best record in the regular season. However, that is not the story anymore. But Eastern as they Conference. Have, I'm sorry, Eastern Conference. What did I say? You just said uh, the best regular season record. And, oh, I know, said Eastern. encompassing. <laughs> East. Yeah. Yes, Eastern Conference. The they're still four points up on Colorado as of this recording, but Colorado has yet to play the Blues tonight. But the story isn't that the Panthers have the best record in the Eastern Conference. The story isn't that they are the most prolific offense in almost 20 years. They just have to pass the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins to have the best offense in them, like 40 years. That's not the story. The story isn't the fact that they give up their like 12th in the NHL and goals against. The story is they've lost two in a row to Tampa eight to four and tonight four to two to the Boston Bruins. Fire Burnett. Yeah. Fire Burnett. Uh, Barkov is a fraud. <laughs> Huberto is a fraud. Bobrovsky and Knight are terrible. Like it's all Eggblad's fault for getting hurt. Yeah, yeah seriously. 
Um, but yeah, it, this is a team that looks like tonight. It looks tonight that they are done in terms of caring about the regular season. Why are we happy, Jacob? Jason Robertson. Okay, uh, so the star ties the game for Dallas, America's team. Uh, yes, we've got <laughs> Stars versus Vegas to end Vegas's uh, playoff hopes, which is they've got to be the surprise of the NHL season, right? The fact that they are on the bubble or on the outside looking into the playoffs. Yeah, I would say the, the Islanders finishing garbage. 20 points out is a bigger surprise. Uh-uh. I disagree. Maybe, the, maybe the maybe the distance is surprising, but like I, the Islanders missing the playoffs is not surprising in the I Metropolitan Division this year. Vegas in this away. year's Pacific has no excuse, especially after trading for Jack Eichel. Like, I also want to mention that we're seconds away from the the Heat advancing to the second round, which if they don't, I will have just severely jinxed it. But uh, watch this space anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of funny how quickly people are ready to turn on the Panthers. Uh, your co-hosts Mike Ryan and Chris, and Chris Cody were doing it on Monday when you know after that loss to Tampa that you know the the bubble guts was starting to set in already. Like, oh, I don't know, Tampa scares me, and it's like it's too, like they were playing the second night of a back to back, and I know Tampa was too, but those sludge games, like anything can happen in them. And you just immediately throw the tape, whether it's good or bad. Like you just don't, you don't follow them. Uh, tonight obviously wasn't a a sludge game, but it was the third game in four nights, and it was not a great effort from the Panthers. I mean, it's like I said, you you could tell just like last year when the Panthers were going in those last two games of the regular season, like they were these super meaningful measuring stick games, and the Lightning were just going through the motions. The opposite was happening this year. You know, the Panthers had the better of the regular season series, two regulation wins, just barely an overtime loss. And they didn't have anything to play for. They already knew they were going to be playing the lowest Eastern conference seed, the president's trophy. You know, it's, it's kind of a nice thing to put on your mantle, but let's be honest. It doesn't really mean a whole lot. We didn't, we don't think it's a curse. I think that we've established that on the last episode, but it's just not particularly meaningful, but the lightning, you know, they had been playing really poorly right up until that like two game stretch before the Panthers game. And then, you know, they, they had another good performance again tonight. I'm not necessarily changing my opinion on them as kind of a busted flush this year. They, they were going balls to the wall in that game. They wanted the statement win and the Panthers didn't need it. So the Panthers, you know, despite the, the late hijinks at the ends, you could kind of tell that it meant less to them. Well, you mentioned uh, Mike and Chris. I wasn't there on Monday, so I didn't. I wasn't able to either defend the team or give an opinion on that. I didn't really get a chance to give an opinion on Tuesday. But I mean, if you look at the Panthers right now, and they kind of proved it with their starting lineups the past two games, they're just trying out line combinations. And sooner or later this week, they're going to probably calling up some players from the minors to get some NHL time in. Like right now, it's just about getting the time in, getting out without getting hurt. And it's very understandable. You got to go in there healthy. You got to go into the playoffs healthy. And the big yeah. thing about this is you're going to have Aaron Eckblad back for the playoffs. So does that too. Yeah. And I just want to point out uh, speaking of going into, uh, going into the postseason healthy. If you take a look at the ice time uh, from the game against Boston tonight, it's kind of 
all over the place. It's it's pretty evenly spread out, first of all. But Sasha Barkov across all situations, uh, usually top two or three uh, in time on ice for the Panthers, not counting goalies, obviously. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Barkov was ninth in all situations uh, time on ice uh, against Boston tonight. Like they're very clearly they. Andrew Burnett is very clearly uh, trying to shelter uh, some of uh, some of the some of the star players prior to the playoffs to make sure that these guys don't do anything stupid to themselves uh, before before round one. Yeah, and I mean, you're talking about health. I mean, tonight's a perfect example. You had Anton Lundell and Radko Grudis both leave the game in the second period. They did not come back. We don't know if it was precautionary or we don't know if that they're injured. Hopefully it's just precautionary and you don't even need to sit them the last two games of the season. But you do essentially have a week until the first playoff game. The expectation is game one is going to be Tuesday. Is that correct? We're unsure if it's Monday or Tuesday. Okay, well, hopefully Tuesday for my sake, but either way, either way, like health is the most important thing in the world. And now that McDavid has opened up a pretty substantial lead in the Art Ross, it's seven points with both players having two games left. Like that's McDavid's. It's not even worth putting Huberto out there, hoping he right. can put together a six-point night. Like you've got a back-to-back to finish the season. There shouldn't be anyone in your top six that is in that back-to-back if you can avoid it. Like, you know, even start Jonas Johansson one of the games just so you're not <laughs> having Spencer Knight and uh, Sergei Bobrovsky do both of them. And, uh, you know, just because obviously it's topical and you guys are going to be just surprised to hear this, that he have just beaten the Atlanta Hawks. So, gentlemen, sweep, 4-1. Thanks for playing Trey Young. But healthy health is important for this Panthers team. Hopefully Lindell and Gudis aren't that injured and it's just precautionary, but yeah, the I think the only milestone they, they have to play for is getting bark off to 40. Is that it? Yeah, pretty much. And I, I would get why they want that. They would, you know, you're not going to sit everyone for both games, but you're going to sit up them for one or the other. It's Ottawa and, and Montreal to finish the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ottawa, then Montreal, like you play one night and then go the, and then, and then flip the other and, you know, get, get Cole Schwint up in, in, in uh, NHL for a second game. Yeah. There we go. Nah, sit, I, him. sit I, everybody. Sit I, everybody. I, I think Barkov in particular, don't send him to Canada. Like, I, I'm not sure what the border restrictions are, but, like, I know it's, it's a very, very minute chance. But, like, it would be such a disaster if Barkov caught COVID in Canada and then wouldn't be able to come back to the States for the start of the playoffs. And I know that that's not particularly likely, but like, why would you take the chance? There's no reason to take the chance for 40 goals. Barkov doesn't care. He doesn't even celebrate his own goals that much. He doesn't get empty net goals. He he passes up the empty net goals. He doesn't care. You know, that's a good point. And Barkov, like, I, I don't say Uyghur and I don't say Huberto for the particular reason that they haven't missed a game this year. So they're, like, work, actively working on, you know, games played streaks. And, yeah, you know, and Huberto, that's a hard trophy situation. Yeah, yeah, Huberto can potentially get to, like, 120, you know, be, be in, like, the top 100 NHL seasons of all time. I would have to, to check how high he would have to get to, like, you know, be, be that high or, you know, somewhere around there. But Barkov is, is not really in that same – conversation and you know look at what happened to Ekblad and Anaheim that was 
pretty much a meaningless game also. Like, if you could have sat him in that game retroactively, there's 100% no doubt that you would do it. So, you know, I, I just think it's difficult to bench literally everybody because you're limited in the amount of guys you can call up past the trade yeah. deadline. But, you know, Barkov in particular, like, there's no reason to send him to Canada. Like, keep him in the States. Make sure he doesn't get injured. Make sure he doesn't get stuck in Canada with COVID. You know, wrap him in bubble wrap, basically. I mean, that's a really interesting way to look at that. Yeah, I didn't even really think about that part of it. Because COVID is on the rise. Like, it's coming back and people are getting it again. I mean, Bam Adebayo was in the COVID protocol for a week. And I think that was part of... You know, that, that got caught when he was trying to get into Canada rather than leave Canada. So it's not a bad idea. I mean, the reality is the Panthers are pressed up right against the cap. Yeah, they've got 198K against the cap. So I don't even think they can call anyone up unless it's an emergency waiver situation, which I don't think they qualify for. But, you know, they have, hold on, one, two. Well, isn't, on, isn't Ekblad on LTIR? Yeah. Uh, no, he might not be, actually. He is on LTIR. Put him on LTIR. No, he is on LTIR. Oh. Yeah, the remember they also they took some salary in that Max Domi deal, which is one point three yeah. million, and then um, so they they just don't have the space. But you've got fifteen forwards on the roster, eight defensemen. You know, Lucas Carlson and Patera Lindbaum should oh, be playing it. Yeah, they should yeah. be playing in both of them. They should be your bottom pairing in that game, and that way you can get, you know, Uyghur a day off, especially if Radko Gudis is injured. You get him, you know, you need to give him off. But, like, Pateri Lindbaum, Lucas Carlson, you should be playing twice uh, this week. Uh, Ryan Lomberg, Joe Thornton, uh, Nola Chari, you, you guys should be playing both those games at the end of this week. Like, Well, I don't know about and- Thornton. He played the night, and – you know, Jumbo needs a little bit of rest, so maybe give him a day yeah, off. Yeah, he'll get Ottawa. the rest from Friday to Monday or Friday to Tuesday. The, or uh, Friday to the end of the season. Are you really going to play him in the playoffs if everyone's healthy? No, that's true. You play him one game in the cup final. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you could just add him to the cup, but uh, I was going to say, I, I think that because L- uh, Ekblad is on LTIR that they would be able to call people up. And uh, the nice thing is that this is a, a week of the AHL season that's essentially just makeup games and the checkers don't have any. And uh, I did want to mention also that the checkers last week clinched the uh, Atlantic division title in the AHL. So they'll be going in as uh, the AHL a- Atlantic champions top seed in the playoffs when those start. But yeah, the checkers don't even have a game this week. They, they finished up their season on Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember. And then the playoffs start next week. Yeah, I need to find myself for reading the internet wrong. Uh, I, you, I read the projected cap space from Cap Friendly and not the current cap space, which includes LTIR. Yeah, the Panthers are $4 million under the cap, so they could call <laughs> four guys from the checkers, and they absolutely should be doing that for $2. one of those two games. Great. Uh, so, yeah, call I thought up. I reading the internet wrong. It was $5. Call up Cole Schwinn. Uh, yeah. Call up Rory Denisenko. Denisenko's injured, but yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Denisenko's injured, yeah. When did that happen? Whatever. He's been out for a while. Yeah, he's been out for a long time. But yeah, Cole Schwinn, uh, Max Gildon, everyone. everyone Gildon's also injured. Um, John Ludwig? Also injured. Still? Yes. 
<laughs> Believe me, I was there. I saw. Are these we guys. a curse? <laughs> I saw these guys. Chase Prisky and Matt Kirstead, come on down. Yeah, yeah, come on. Like so far, friend, friends of the show. Like yeah, bring well, them in. So far, yeah. So so far, the players that we named that have been injured, minus Denisenko, have all appeared on our show in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> Schwint, Gildon, and Ludwig. All well, well, Schwint is, Schwint is healthy. Guests. So uh, I think I should be worried now. <laughs> I was going to say, Roy, are you playing any uh, beer league sports? Because you need to be worried about anything up on LTIR. I think uh, I have a hang now. Uh oh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Not going to be able to edit Montgomery and company. Oh, uh, I'm no. stuck. No, no, no. Uh, so should we talk about what's going on on the other end of the, of the standings, at least in terms of the playoff teams with uh, the potential first round matchups? Yeah, I mean, you it. look at the Eastern Conference, like everybody has 100 points. That's never happened before. Yeah, it's so, crazy. I mean, it's crazy. All right. So I want to, I actually do want to talk about that because there are two ways to look at that. And I am very solidly in, in the camp that I'm in about that. Is that parody or is it a statement about how wide the gap between the haves and the have nots has become? Two. Definitely opposite. I agree two. with the latter. Yeah. I mean, it's the same teams. It's legitimately the same teams from last year, except for the Islanders, I guess. So yeah, the Islanders are out. The Rangers are in. So, like, yeah. that's like a 30-mile difference. So, the, the yeah. map is pretty much the same. <laughs> is it, exactly. it, it? There's no way it's even 30 miles from Manhattan to Queens? I think oh, it, they're on Long Island again. That's right. They're, they're in Belmont, which is Queens and Long Island. So, you're right twice. Yeah. <laughs> I like being right twice. Yeah. I mean, Queens is technically Long Island, you know. Mm. All right. Yeah, so I guess, I guess we're all pretty much in agreement then that it is option two, that this is the opposite of parody. Anyway. I, I've seen that narrative being thrown around a lot on Twitter today. That like, oh, look how competitive the Eastern Conference is. Look how even the conferences, all eight teams in the playoffs have 100 points. Like, yeah, they had to destroy the other eight teams to get there. Anyway, yeah. so the, the situation that the Panthers are now in, in case you haven't read this yet, uh, with today's results, it's down to two. And we thought that it realistically was down to two, and now there's 0% for anybody else. It's either going to be the Capitals or the Penguins. Coming into today, the projections I saw had tipped the Penguins pretty strongly. Uh, them and the Capitals both end up losing in regulation. Both got kind of stomped, by the way. Uh, the Capitals lost 4-1 to one to the Islanders, aforementioned. And uh, the Penguins lost 6-1 to one to the Edmonton Oilers. So neither of those teams, in, you know, unless they win their last game 10 to nothing or something, are going to be coming into the playoffs on a high note. Yeah, I mean, Washington's been hot at the end of the regular season, but uh, TJ Oshie got banged up a little bit. I think he left and then came back. Sometimes that's a legitimate injury. Like guys can come back into a game and then, you know, comes out after the game. Oh, they actually tweak something. It's going to be a week. Uh, Ovechkin did not play. He, he may just be resting, you know, like we're talking about that wanting to have uh, Barkov do, but what, what's well, your capital uh, say that the injury is not that serious. Yeah, he is injured. Green assault. He's injured, but they say it's not serious. I mean, what yeah. else are you going to say? And, and speaking of other injuries, uh, Tristan Jari is out right now. He's got like a foot fracture, I believe. So who knows oh. what this, his status is going to be? I think that is DeSmith healthy, Alex? He is, but he's just not very good. DeSmith, yeah, he's had a, a rough season. 
So, you know, with all of this in mind, like how are we thinking about this? Is there a team that we prefer? Do we just want the chips to fall where they may? Alex, what do you have to say? Well, real quick, just because we are talking about injuries, there's an update on Lindell and Kudis. Both were held out of the game simply out of precaution. Yeah. Team trying to be careful with the playoffs starting next week. So just like we best case scenario is, you know, hey, nicked up, no reason to come back in the game, no reason to be a hero. Game didn't matter. I mean, at that um, point, do we even see Anton Lindell for the rest of the season? I mean, if it's, nothing, if it's nothing, someone's got to play. True. Uh, but yeah. Back, 1C back, Anton Lindell. <laughs> but, back, but back on topic, uh, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting situation where both teams that you're looking to face in the playoffs have pretty significant injury issues, whether or not, you know, Ovechkin is really just day-to-day and they're being precautionary. But either way, like the guy is nicked up. That is their best player. That is their entire franchise. And, you know, Ovi being hurt in a series, that benefits whoever the opponent is. Tristan Jari, who's had an outstanding season, him being out, and he's definitely out. Like, he's got a broken bone in his foot. It would be shocking if he's able to play in the playoffs. Like, him being out substantially weakens that team. So, either way, the Panthers are could be could be getting some fortunate injury luck with their opponent coming into the playoffs. Well, I gotta way. say that uh, I I would rather face the Capitals because me too. The, the opposite side in this situation is the Penguins, and if I'm not saying they will, but the hypothetical is if they end up losing of all the shit talk that I've had against Cindy Crosby in my entire career, I'm never gonna live that down. <laughs> yeah, and I don't need that in my life. Well, yeah, I'm- my. I'm hoping that it's the Capitals because I'm looking at going to games three and or four, and it just seems like a more fun time to go to DC than Pittsburgh. Nothing against Pittsburgh. Also the tickets are cheaper. Right. Yeah. My my best friend's a diehard Penguins fan and all night he's been texting me. Oh, congrats on making it to the second round. You're going to (laughs) knock us out for, you're going to give us another first round exit. And I'm just like, fuck you, Brad, fuck you. Don't jinx it. Yeah, don't you were no, not he's getting try, yeah, he's trying to reverse jinx it. Yeah, you're not getting this reverse jinx on me. No one has suffered more than yeah. Panthers fans. That's a good point, though. We're talking about two teams that in the last three seasons have won one playoff series combined. And that was the Penguins three years ago. I don't even remember. I think it was Columbus that they beat the year after they won back-to-back cups. Washington has lost three first round series in a row and Since uh, winning the cup and they even lost in the play in, in the bubble to the Montreal Canadians. So they aren't, uh, they aren't a team that's enjoyed a lot of hyper recent playoff success. Obviously the two TJ, consecutive they're... Stanley cup championships are still, you know, <laughs> within the uh, you, you can still kind of see them in the rear view mirror, but in the last three years, only one series that they've won. I guess if you look at it that way, but like hyper recent is a very subjective time frame, and the two teams combined did win three cups in a row. Yeah, but the last Eastern Conference champions, they're not even in the playoffs. So, you know, that always that isn't always a benchmark. The last Eastern Conference champions are guaranteed to pick top four. <laughs> well, not Eastern Conference champions because of the way last well, year worked. It was yeah, so strange, yeah, but... but you get what I mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. We're, we're talking about the same team. Yeah. 
sucks to suck Montreal slash that whoever that random Twitter person in our mentions today that was a joke. Well, I did I did take a shot at them, but I at the same time, like it was totally warranted. Like they they had a terrible season. They suck. I mean, oh, so boy, many- it felt so good seeing them dead last. It was her <laughs> it it sure does. Yeah, the, the hubris from that fan base and from the talking heads, like I, I will never forget at the beginning of the season. It was like Pierre Lebrun and like the entire TSN cast. And they were talking in the preseason, like how, like how Montreal was a shoe in for like second or third in the division. And I'm just sitting there like my ass, like what the, yeah. f-? and like they didn't even mention the Panthers in the Atlantic, not a mention. Like they talked about Toronto. They talked about Montreal. They talked about Tampa and Boston they didn't yeah. even mention the Panthers as a possible top four team. Who, and it was, who would ever go into the preseason talking up, gassing up Montreal as a, as a, as a dark horse uh, contender within the division? Like who, what smart person would ever, would ever have done that? I think we did. I did that. Well, not in the division. I, I remember being kind of high on Montreal last year, like yeah, not TJ, going into I'm the playoffs. fun of us. Not no no no. This year, I tweeted out something along the lines of Montreal is more likely to finish eighth than top three, and that of course happened. You nailed They're it. Going to finish eighth. I don't. I honestly though, I I don't remember if it was before this season or last season. Last like, season, you know, Montreal I think that we could. were there. There was a lot more buzz on Montreal before last season than before this season. We were all like, uh, I don't know. They don't have to know. They don't have all these other guys. You know. Oh, you're right. Without the no, I never would have gassed them up. So yeah, it, yeah. it must have been last season, and I'm happy with myself again. The Panthers have more wins than the Montreal Canadiens have points. Points. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, man. It, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, they, they're bad. They're not good. Good. It's beautiful. All right. So moving on, I think we're but uh Roy, you mentioned that I think we're all still in agreement that you'd rather have Montreal, uh, not Montreal than uh you'd rather have Washington than yeah. Pittsburgh. I mean, yes, one for all the shit talking for me having to deal with my best friend. Uh, and two, I don't want to face Sidney Crosby and a beginning Malkin in a playoff Bingo. series. Give and me, Chris Letang. Don't forget, yeah. like, Letang is still good, too. Well, I'll, I'll make Letang and Carlson a wash. Like, I mm-hmm. just don't. Do not do that. Letang is better. Letang is better, in my opinion. Letang is but, like, notably I get better. I get it. Okay. Like, I think that the Capitals have a better defense top to bottom, but, like, you know, I mean, it, it, it's just a better team in Pittsburgh. Now, that being said, the, the goaltending situation is much I, I don't know if I agree worse. with that, TJ, because the Penguins have this kid uh, that's, like, came out of nowhere and is having an insane season. Just, like, a really impactful season. Like, I, I don't know where he came from, but it's this guy, Mike Matheson. <laughs> <laughs> Young buck. Mike Matheson. No, seriously, so Matheson's actually a, having a great year. He's, a, he's on such a good team-friendly contract, too. I'm, 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 I'm happy for Mike Matheson. Mike Matheson is I, actually, I'm totally happy for Mike Matheson. Yeah. If, if we don't end up playing them, I'm rooting for the Penguins in round one for Mike Matheson. I hope he Meh. enjoys all the success. He's, he seems like a nice guy. It's not his fault that, you know, Dale Talon's susceptible to paying his draft picks way too much for too you know, long. I've, I've told this story before, but I feel like I want to tell it again just because okay. we're talking about how good of a guy Mike Matheson is. I was with my sister and my brother-in-law at the time. Uh, he wasn't my brother-in-law yet, but that's besides the point. Uh, at, a, at a season ticket holder, like post-game signing event. Uh, this must be 2017. And we, we get to Mike Matheson. And my sister says to him, 
uh and at the time like he was having a he was having a decent year so my sister says to him uh, or he was supposed to and then wasn't my sister says to him i have you on my fantasy team and mike matheson looks my sister dead in the eye and goes i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) that's great Uh, i mean i'll I'll admit you know up until like Two years before they finally got rid of him, I was on the Mike Matson hype train. Oh, me too. And I would draft. I would draft him in the last round of every fantasy league. This is going to be the year he becomes a forty-point guy, <laughs> and it just never happened. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's inevitable. I feel like for fans of every team, like when when the guy is a prospect or a young player, it's like this this guy is going to be so amazing, and then like unless they're Anton Lindell level, like, Oh, Holy shit. They are amazing. Like if they have any growing pains at all, it's a busted flush. I mean, coming I mean, into the season, on Tippett. yeah, like, on Tippett that's exactly what I was going to say. Cause I did a survey before the season of, you know, Panthers fans, like how many points are we going to get? Who's going to lead the team in points, et cetera. And the breakout player of the year was Owen Tippett for pretty much everybody. Like he was by far the most popular pick and he's not even on the team anymore. I mean, we all well, kind of thought that's, that. So they were right. He he broke out of, of the team. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, we well, definitely up we definitely upgraded our ginger. Yeah, yeah, there's no <laughs> yeah. doubt about it. And uh the the five forward power play is now known as the G unit. <laughs> You know what I would love to see? It's never, it's obvious, like, it's never going to happen. Maybe, like, one day. But with the depth that the Panthers have offensively, I would love to see four forward, five-on-five units and five forward power plays. Yeah, why not try some of those five-on-five units out, like, late, late, uh, (laughs) need-to-score situations? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I definitely think you could see it in the playoffs where, you know, they, they're desperate for a goal and they're going four and one. They're going four and one or even, I don't know about five and oh, just because you're going to have Ekblad back. And yeah, he's one of your well, five I, I, best I mean, skaters. Ekblad counts as a forward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ekblad's a forward who's just also very good at defense when you really break it down. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that uh, today's results means that we're not going to know who the opponent is until Friday because the Penguins don't play until Friday. I don't think that really matters. I mean, it matters for us fans, but it like, doesn't really, Pan- yeah, it doesn't really matter. The, in that the Panthers absolutely have a group of people advanced scouting the Penguins and a group of people advanced scouting uh, Washington, like setting up game plans, setting up, you know, working over matchups and all of that stuff. Like I'm sure if you looked at their press box, the uh, press box attendance for both of those teams would be two or three people from the Panthers for each organ, you know, each team. So I don't think it matters. Like the only thing that matters too is us fans who want to talk about, it. and obviously, you know, we're going to want to try and get a guest from whatever, whoever the opponent is, but like the, that doesn't matter for the team. Speaking of advanced scouting, uh, I was in the press box uh, the game before and <laughs> uh, against Toronto and who was advanced scouting the, the Panthers? Joe Sackett. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he just wanted a free vacation in the sun, but I mean, check out who you could face in the, in the cup final. I mean, that's two, that's two of your possible opponents. That's, you know, that's some good work by Sackett. Yep. That's true. Well, it's true if we want to be realistic, um, but I prefer being funny to being realistic. So 
No, he was really only looking at one potential cup final opponent. Toronto yeah. does not count as a potential cup final opponent. Look, Toronto's going to have to deal with either Tampa or Boston in round one. Oh, I wish it was Boston. I hope it's Boston because that would be utterly hilarious. I hope it's Boston because also the other matchup will be Carolina and Tampa. So let them beat the shit out of each other for the first round. I want to see that. Well, I, yeah. I think that Freddie Anderson's going to miss the first round and Anti Ransom might miss it too. So we might be looking at a Carolina team that's got a third string goalie in the playoffs. Peter Kachukov, I think, has been getting the net time for them lately. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe one of them comes back, but like, I, I think that the perception is in the, in the circles around them that it's going to be Kachukov game one, round one. Yeah, I mean, right now, to just to, you know, for that to happen, Tampa would have to lose their final two games and Boston would have to win their final two. Tampa finishes with the Blue Jackets and the Islanders, both those games oh, on the road. God. Yeah, so. Yeah, but both of those teams would, you know. They're actually... So Toronto, Tampa, that's going to be like that. That Both of those teams are, could be worn down by that. And then Boston, Carolina. I mean. Yeah, let's, let's consider the fact that Tampa has no home games in that series. For Boston. Yeah, yeah Boston, Carolina. And, and Boston finishes with the Sabres at home and on the road in Toronto. Mm-hmm. That's a back-to-back. I feel like everyone's finishing their season with a back-to-back, a Thursday, Friday, back-to-back. Yeah, but the strength for schedule in these games was not exactly high. <laughs> you know, they're playing no. I mean, even, even the Panthers, Montreal and Ottawa, like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Even I mean, – I'm, I'm going to jinx this team right now, but, like, even benching our top guys, we should pull four points out of the last two games, like. Yeah. And if we don't, who cares? I honestly wouldn't. Right. Yeah, because it's not like either – like both of those teams are just playing for the golf course. It's not like they've got some prospects they brought up who they're giving a look to that are highly touted. Like at least Columbus, like they just brought in Kent Johnson from Michigan. Uh-huh. Um, Buffalo's obviously got Owen Power. Like those teams, like they at least have young guys that they're giving plenty of ice time to that are – Yeah, giving them know, some energy. Everybody right, that give a shit. Kent like, Johnson is also – like the most shell create a player default name I've ever heard from an Chell. actual NHL player. Chell. Oh boy. <laughs> they call it Chell inside the game. Uh-huh. Roy does not play NHL 22. Apparently. No, I do. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> what, what's your loadout? I'm not playing Chell. I'm playing pro, be a pro. I'm oh, I got you. Like, oh, well, doesn't I'm... be a pro have a loadout? No, no, it doesn't. No, I'm not playing <laughs> online. I'm playing the, the privately over here with Be a Pro. Like, no, by myself. I don't need to play is, online. Is Bia, you don't have like a, a player type, like enforcer, defenseman, or two? Oh, I'm a power forward. forward. Yeah, I'm power a power forward. forward. That's the yeah. way to go. Yeah, is Be a Pro actually good yet? No, no. In fact, <laughs> NHL, NHL 22 is not a good game at all. Like, oh, no, I, I just got it. I got it like a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so at this point, because it was on sale. I was I was never going. To oh yeah, it. I always wait until it's on sale. I got it I for got like twenty eight like bucks. bucks. Yeah, no, I always get it when it comes out. Sixty dollars. This bucks is in the November. first NHL game in probably six years that I didn't buy on release day. Yeah, yeah it's every- bad. Like the commentary is bad. Yeah, commentary. Uh, sucks. The glitches on uh, like like this on the on the score bug. It says mm-hmm. offside. You're you're in your other zone over here. Yeah, like it doesn't go away. It's like no, it doesn't go away. Anyway, this episode brought to you by EA Sports. (laughs) No, 
Apparently not. It's in the game. You pay us pay us to remove criticism of your game. We we will accept <laughs> we will accept very, very little money to stop criticizing your game. I we think just the need Frostbite like engine has fifteen bucks so we can pay Roy to edit this episode. That's all we well, need. And, I think and the, Frost- the interference the interference penalties yeah. uh that have been a a bane of my existence for like prior games is back. Like you can't even like you push a player. Is interference. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, at least they fixed the they fixed the tripping. That used to be. Yeah, the I, of my I'm existence. so glad oh, yeah. about that. Poke check trip. Poke check. It was trip. either it was either 19 or 20. Uh, but in one of those two NHL games, I once had a player lose his stick, and then in the same sequence get called for tripping. <laughs> I watched the replay. He like did a poke check motion without a stick, and the player and fell. The player. <laughs> that he was quote unquote poke checking did that little stumble, even though nothing actually hit his skates and my stickless player got called for tripping. I'm the master of poke checking in that game, man. I poke check you. Oh, that so fun. Gone. So fun. <laughs> yeah. I just can't break out into a breakaway, but you know, if Oh, I, I suck at that, breakaways. I can't score, but I also play as a defenseman online. So yeah, I, I, I have so, forward, many- so I'm not fast. There you go. Yeah. I, I have so many questions. One, Roy, I assume your player's name is Roy Bellamy, or do you go with something creative? Uh, it, yeah, it's Roy Bellamy for the hockey game. It's Jack Spade for Madden, whatever I get that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's Roy uh, Bellamy for the hockey game. Two, what number do you wear? 11. Oh, so you had to steal it from Huberto, or are you not on the Panthers? No, I was drafted. I had to be drafted. I was drafted by Seattle. Second round. Ooh, pick. that's fun. Second could be their first pick. retired number. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, how, it was, yeah, Buffalo was the first overall pick, and I'm like, well, how, the, how the hell am I the second overall pick in this game? Like, what? What I do? Oh, second overall. Okay. Yeah, second, yeah. second overall. No, I was not a second round pick. No, nah, nah. <laughs> what's, what's the purpose? I, of I was going to judge you so hard on that. <laughs> you clearly did not have a good uh, OHL playoffs. No, man, I was MVP. Uh, 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 so follow-up question what do you have set as your commentary name because i doubt they have bellamy as an option they do have bellamy as an option. really yeah it's probably like a bellamy in the elite good for you or whatever the league is in great britain i forget it's the first time and i would think uh five or six years that they had a bellamy in there that's awesome yeah and then uh, I would have my actual last name said in i don't think that's gonna happen yeah no probably not Unless there's a, a light um, sim out there that's going to break into the NHL. No, see, I was going to say unless I play it like in German. If I play the game in German, because my last name is a German word. What does it mean? Probably I better forget. commentary. Uh, it means slowly. Probably. Okay, so basically you're Jacob Despacito. <laughs> I'll oh kill my. you. <laughs> He's going to reach through the Zoom window. Okay. <laughs> No, I've got I've got two final questions for you, Roy. How many goals do you average this season? <laughs> um, you I think it's uh, I think I scored 150 goals this season. <laughs> what difficulty do you play on? Yeah, are you pro. playing on? I'm playing on pro. This is pro. Go, if you're putting up 100 goals a season, you got to yeah, you got to go to all pro. Bit. You got to you got to bump that to. All I think pro. it's all star. Just for the record, I was going to say world class, and then I realized that that's that's FIFA, FIFA, FIFA. That's FIFA, FIFA. man. I play right, on legendary on FIFA just for the record. 
Final question, Roy. How TJ, much do I have? game difficulty doesn't count when you're simming. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Roy, how much do I have to pay you to stream yourself playing Be a Pro on Twitch? I don't have a camera, so. But you can just uh, is this automatically right here? stream it. Uh, that is my laptop. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you can, I, you can I, just uh, sync a Twitch profile. Yeah, here's that. Here, but here's the thing: I'm not that entertaining. Like you, you expecting me to talk while I'm playing? Like no. I disagree. I, there's a reason you're a friend of the show. We find you very entertaining. Yeah, but again, you want me to talk while I'm playing, and that's not going to happen. I'm busy concentrating, trying to get these deflections out on goal here. <laughs> I, I want to I hear you bitching at the EA refs, just like you bitch about the actual refs. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I, I am. I am. I am. Again, the interference penalties are Ugh, The worst. Are terrible. Can't they're take the worst. it. Can't take it. They're the worst. Like, they're not even getting knocked down. They're getting shoved. Is an interference penalty terrible? Jeez, oh, it's it's amazing the hold EA has over us with Madden and NHL. It's like and FIFA. They don't have any competition. FIFA. Well, yeah. FIFA's at least a good game. I like FIFA. No, you know what? I don't like the Volta uh, thing that they have now. Oh, they yeah, had no, that's a dumb, story mode. I don't play that. They, they had a story mode that was pretty good. I like. Yeah, it. I like I that actually. It. And it's gone. It's gone in favor of this Volta shit. And I'm not I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Team Alex Hunter, I enjoy doing that. I really enjoy um that you can create your own clubs again, though. Yeah, me too. That's a lot of fun. I what I've been doing in FIFA 22 is creating a club, putting them in uh the like bottom tier league in England. <laughs> and getting promoted. Yeah. Simming. Simming, like I don't play a game. He basically I, plays I FIFA sim, like it's football I manager. Develop youth talent. I oh, don't even like make transfers. My team is entirely built by uh, by youth, by my youth academy. Yeah, Jake, uh, you, you need to get football manager. Auto, yeah, you, football yeah. manager is the is the move, Jacob. I got free on my auto since I started transfer. FIFA this way. I also really enjoy that FIFA last year in twenty one finally uh, included the ability to change your academy players positions oh yeah that's great i really enjoy that That, in in fifa like 16 when i was in college i had this kid who was like designated as a fullback but couldn't defend for shit was incredibly his stats were a winger but his listed position was a fullback and i would play him at wing yeah and like but his overall wouldn't increase because I was playing him out of position. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm not a big worst. fan of that. Like, I, I was a striker. When I was playing uh, FIFA, and again, no more. We were scoring 80 goals a season one night. Um, and in some games, they had me listed over there at, on the wing. I'm over here playing out of position. Like, hey, man, I'm a striker. I'm in yeah. the box, all right. And and that's and that that's the other grab I have with NHL uh, the NHL series. Like, I'm a center. Right, they got me over here playing the wing at the beginning of my career. I'm not a winger. I'm over here again playing out of position because I'm used to being in front of the net. I'm used to being in front of the net defensively as well. I'm not going out towards the wing, uh, the towards the blue line. I'm sorry, like I'm right there in the middle. Thank you. That's how I get Selkie trophies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no wingers want a Selkie trophy, and what? They don't give it to Mark. St- they're not going to give it to Mark Stone. They're never giving it to any wing. It's not happening. Yeah, I know this I is Silverberg, not a, like almost won a Selkie a few years ago. 
I know this is not a visual medium, but guys, Roy is legitimately upset about this. Like his face is contorted. He is. It makes me so angry, man. Like, come on, you don't have any competition. You know, it's, it's like disrespectful you don't have to. Oh, what? It's disrespectful to put you on the wing. I understand. Yeah, especially in Seattle, they don't have a single good center. Yeah, I mean, not except a for Maddie, single one, Jacob. I mean, in this right. in this scenario, the I don't Maddie know why you're targeting me. Jared McCann is not just my guy. He's yeah, we the love official non panther like of him. our podcast. We both like. They him. only put me a center because I was a rookie. I mean, that's it. Like, it's not yeah, like yeah. I was in my third third year or anything. But they did eventually put me in there after like the All Star game. Another Still, mistake by Dave Hackstall last year. Another mistake by Dave Haxtell. Yeah, Anthony Sorelli finished fourth in Selkie voting in 2020. Wow. Yeah, man. That's insane. Uh, so before we move on to the next question, I just I do want to interject. Um, wingers have won the Selkie before. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven times. Yeah, if you're counting by ones in on that one, then you know it's not a lot. Yeah, not that many. Because the NHL's been around. <laughs> Bob Gainey four years. years in a row. Uh, and TJ, I know you got you want to jump in, but I just do oh, want to credit Craig the first Ramsey. Guy. He was on the uh, the Miracle Team. Oh, uh, Dirk Graham <laughs> in ninety ninety one. Ah, Dirk Graham. Yeah. Sergey Fedorov, of course, ninety five ninety six. Yuri Lettinen, uh, 78, uh, 97, 98. When was the last one, Jacob? That's the relevant thing here, I think. The last one was Yuri Lettinen in 2002, 2003. So it's been 20 years. It has been 19 years since a winger won won the Selkie. I believe I have this factoid right, but Dirk Graham, I believe, was not only the first black captain in NHL history, but also the first black head coach, I believe. I believe. I believe. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll look that up later. Uh, one last thing that I wanted to point out uh, before we sign off here, and it's really just like another thing for the, the fans. I, I looked up the arena schedules for Washington and Pittsburgh uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago, and uh, there's an event in Washington on Monday night, a Journey concert, and uh, Sunday night in Pittsburgh, uh, they got like the Olympic figure skaters or whatever. So that leads me to believe uh, long story short that if it's Washington game one will be on Monday, the second. And if it's Pittsburgh, Tuesday, the third, that's just a guess, but what are the dates again? Like so, what, be- because of the arena conflicts that they'd be running into if they were to do games every other day, which I think they will at Florida live arena. No, no, no. At the uh, Washington or Pittsburgh arena. So if it's Keep- Pittsburgh, they would oh. want to do Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, because Sunday, they have this figure skating event. And if it's Washington, they would want to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, because they got this concert the next Monday. And so that's two weeks. That's two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. I thought you were saying that like the, the like the Monday that the playoffs allegedly start is when Washington has a thing going on at their arena. No, and no, I'm that, sitting that, here like, why does that matter? Game one and two at home. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. No, TJ, I, I actually did follow you, TJ. Um what TJ I, was saying. I had to slide <laughs> down on that one. I had to make sure. No, no, no. Like it, yeah, I gotta he, be clear to hundred percent of the people. So I'm glad you he he was projecting games when games three and four three would and be four. And basing it off of those conflicts. So hopefully for my sake it's uh Pittsburgh so we can get Tuesday start because I need that. <laughs> Going to visit the mouse this weekend, driving home Monday. So crossing yeah. crossing the fingers. But uh well well I'll be at game one regardless. 
Yeah. I'll just be uh, in a higher section to you guys because I'll be in the press box. One, one more thing that we should probably mention is uh, in Sports Business Journal, they, uh, they wrote that the Panthers media rights just got renegotiated with Bally Sports Florida, and they're set to see their windfall more than double. Uh, apparently, they were only getting $6 million a season from Bally to broadcast all 82 games, which is one of the lowest in the four major sports, maybe even like in the bottom five. And it's set to raise to the high teams. So good work by the team to get that number way up. That's definitely going to help in years Probably to come. more than the Marlins. Yeah, I mean, come on. Marlins, I mean, the second game of the year, they got less fans at an MLB game than your average Panthers game, which is, that's bad. Like NHL teams should not be outdrawing MLB teams. Well, I, I think you saw a shift for the first time tonight because the first few times there were a conflict between Heat, Marlins, Panthers, it was the Panthers that got uh, dropped to the alternate channel. Tonight it was the Marlins. That's so, that's surprising because I, I, there's like contract issues with that too. Yeah, it's, but I think it's the first time ever that the that the Marlins were the team dropped to the alternate standard definition channel on Xfinity. I mean, it doesn't matter for for Directv and Dish because they have high definition alternate channels. Xfinity only has the and standard all the people that only do the streaming. Shout out streamers. Right. Yeah, streamers always get HD. But yeah, I, 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 um, I, I think we covered pretty much all of the rookie questions. If you want to keep sending them to us because you have something else come up, we're happy to answer them. We're hoping that you know we're new people are coming into the sport and finding this podcast so we can help grow the game. Uh, as this shootout goes into round six with still no one scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was a fun episode. Roy, you have been way more than generous with your time. We look forward to having you on again later in the playoffs so you can tell us how uh, Roy Bellamy on the Seattle Kraken has scored another 30 goals in five games because you're playing on pro difficulty. Hey, listen, I'm trying to win. <laughs> I'm trying to I think win. you're succeeding okay. based on those numbers. Is your team 82 and 0? No, uh, I believe we were 70 something 2 and 5. Oh, that's absurd. But yeah, uh, Roy, not that you really need to uh, plug yourself because everyone knows where to find you, but please plug yourself anyway. Anything you've got upcoming that you want everyone to take a look at? All right. Uh, I guess I get the old, the entire bio. Huh? Uh, I'm, just, I'm a senior producer at uh, Metalog Media. I uh, produce the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gatz. I executive produce uh, Montgomery & Company. Uh, coming up on Montgomery and Company this week is Adewale Agunlier and John Buttergrass. Oh, uh, Bushi. Yeah. And I also segment produce uh, Because Miami with uh, Billy Corbin. That's on the big show. And this week on Because Miami, we have Nikki Freed. That should be interesting. That should be interesting. She is running for governor. Uh, she also recently posted a picture of herself on a plane without a mask, which caused some controversy. But uh, yeah, those are some really good gets. I mean, you've got Prince Adewale Agunle, you got royalty. Vegas is dead. <laughs> yes, as Vegas dies, but you've got royalty on the show. Vegas has Gross. missed the playoffs for the first time in no, they, they, history. They, it's not official yet. They picked up the but, point. But yeah, you got. Uh, I thought a Bush- Dallas win in any fashion ended <laughs> Vegas this season. No regulation only. There's no tiebreaker. Oh, Let's is. land the plane, Jacob. Let's land the plane. Anyway, rate us five stars on the Nintendo eShop. We've uh, already done that. Stop. Damn it. Colorado is leading, I believe. Yeah, they're, yeah, up, they're, they're up, up three, three to one. one. 
So uh, for the so the Panthers will they're still up by two points with two games to play. They still just need to make their magic number is still one. They just need to get one more point than Colorado does to finish the season to clinch the president's trophy. And a play but, at Ottawa. So that should be a uh, probably a done deal. Well, no, because uh, because Colorado has the tiebreaker. So if both teams win their last two games, Colorado Mm-mm, would no, get Florida's teams. still ahead. Oh. Florida's still two well, points ahead. Two points ahead. They got what the one. Uh, oh, you're right. Excuse me. The, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, one, yeah, the, yeah, the Panthers can clinch with three points in their last four games. Do I have that right? Yeah. yeah people yeah. people yes. will tell tell me if it, if it matters because I'm just going to assume it doesn't. Anyway, rate us five stars on Elon Musk's Twitter. Five stars <laughs> equals five free speech points. Uh, ch- check out Montgomery and Company. That sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. That podcast. You, you, are, you guys are going to start talking Panthers more on the local hour with the playoffs coming up. I'm sure. So everybody, check out the main show. You're probably like, oh, those guys don't talk about the Panthers. They only talk about you know the NFL and stuff. But no, they talk about the Panthers. They talk about the Panthers more than anyone else in this market. Like. <laughs> Uh, Joe Rose doesn't do it. Hawkman does it a little bit. Uh, yeah. Alex Dono used to, but he's no longer on any of the major. Krantz does a little bit, I think. Hawkman and Crowder do. They sometimes do remotes from the arena. How do yeah, they, they never talk really about talk about the Panthers? <laughs> yeah, but most of the time they're just talking about drinking while they're doing the roads from the arena. Because oh, because the, the team was never interesting like this. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying, in terms of actual hockey conversation, the local hour on the Levitard show. They do the most. And yeah, we really got to land this plane as everyone. I'm getting a rap signal and the land plane signal from. Uh, from I'm just sick of looking at your faces. It's really grating. Hey, yeah, man, I, black don't crack. <laughs> nah, this face is cracking. I got gray that. everywhere. In <laughs> Thanks for listening. Not you, everybody. Roy. Not you. The rest Thank of these you. guys, though. Thank you. Please moisturize. <laughs> moisturize. Exfoliate. Yes. What else? <laughs> Yeah, but that's it. We will be back. Uh, Hydrate. We're, we're going to have a bunch of content for you during the playoffs. Roy, we'd love to have you on again. Uh, hopefully you've got I, I, some I time available that, uh, for us. I think us. Roy's not going to accept that invite based on how this has gone. I mean, if I'm at the game, then I won't be... Okay, good night. <laughs> there it is. Good night. Good night, everybody. Oh, you guys are boring. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.